This is Up Your Brave on Reality Check Radio, Fridays, 10 a.m. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show. Natalie Cutler-Welsh here with you. I'm more of an action taker than someone to hold on for one more day, but sometimes, you know, it's good to just sit and reflect on things and allow things to happen. Um, Great message there. All right, let's talk about our first guest. I'm so thrilled to have Carrie, Carrie Brightwell from Brightwell Being come in to chat with us today. She is all about making spirituality simple. So she's a spirituality coach, healer, and workshop facilitator. In fact, Carrie has zoomed in to a few um, workshops or retreats and done mandala healing uh, with the people all the way from Thailand where she's based. So she's so cool. She's over there doing Muay Thai fighting as well as lying in her hammock. And one of the things I love about Carrie and the way that we connected, this just shows you the power of connections and the power of interviews. I I said, when I met Carrie, she said, you know, Hey Nat, like I really want to meet some more people in New Zealand because it's my dream to come and live in New Zealand. And I said, well, you know, I know tons of people um, you're in the right place. And I said, Hey, how did you hear about me? And she said, Oh, well, I did some work with Dawa from um, love your business. And I actually interviewed, she said, you interviewed his um, business partner. And I heard the interview and then, you know, that's how I started following you and got on your email list. And here I am today. So I just love how sometimes, you know, putting yourself out there doing these interviews like I've been doing over the years, many years, 11 years, in fact, interviewing so many incredible people with what they're up to in the world and specifically in their business. Um, and that's how Carrie ended up coming across me. And we, we always find people right at the right time in life and they bring their magic to you. So, so today, Carrie's going to bring her magic to you. She's talking to us about becoming the creator of your dream life. Welcome, Carrie. Thank you very much, Natalie. I'm very happy to be here. It's so good to see you. Um, you guys, if you haven't heard of Carrie, she's from Bright Wellbeing. And we have been friends, I would say, probably a year and a half ago. Um, and I know you've got a dream to come to New Zealand. So we're going to talk to you about that at the end when we when I ask you about your bucket list. So if you guys haven't met Carrie before, Carrie is a dream life activator. She is helping to raise the vibration of humanity by helping people to reconnect back to themselves and align with their purpose. By making spirituality simple, she guides you on your journey of self-discovery so you can dream bigger for yourself and become the creator of a life you love. She is a spiritual coach, a workshop facilitator, international public speaker, shamanic healer, and she is the creator of Art That Heals Reiki-Infused Mandala Products. I actually have your Reiki-Infused Mandala coloring book. So lovely. How are things going for you? Things are incredibly great, I have to say. Yeah, everything is fun. Everything is enjoyable. And as you can imagine, I'm living part of my dream life. You know, you really are. And you're one of the um, people that I know around the world who really is doing that. Um, One of the things I wanted to ask you before we dive into the dream life thing is um, how have the last few years been for you um, over there with the whole COVID thing? I know you came from the UK to Thailand. Uh, How has it been for you and how is it now? Everything's actually been quite calm, um, believe it or not. Uh, I was in Thailand pre-COVID anyway, um, and I was in a very good position where I was able to tap into my intuition when all the craziness started and everyone was leaving the country. They were flying home to the safety of their homelands. And uh, I just knew that that choice was not for me. I, you know, I tapped into my intuition. And I said, no, this is the place where I need to stay. Um, I need to see it out here. And I was on the island of Kapanyang. So I was in a very gracious position where I was able to 
just take a step back, literally swing in a hammock, sip coconuts and observe all of the chaos that was occurring around the globe. And during that time, whilst I was observing all this chaos, I was able to go really deep inside myself and to listen to myself, to my intuition, to my gut. And as a result of that, I did so much inner work and I was able to really craft out the future that I wanted. Um, and I just didn't, I refused to, to tap into the fear. I just refused because I knew deep down that it wasn't correct. It wasn't right. And it certainly wasn't something that I was buying into. And as a result, I'm, I've created right well-being, you know, the business that you see now. I'm offering the services that you see now and I'm doing it not from a beach right now, I'm in the northern uh, parts of Thailand, but I could live from a beach if you wanted to. And uh, I'm helping other people really tap into that trust and to create the futures that they want. So for me, my experience of the last few years has been one of deep transformation and one of really tapping into myself and trusting and creation. It's been a beautiful creation. Well, there's a couple of things I want to dive a little deeper in there. You mentioned observation. You mentioned fear and you mentioned creation. So we'll, we'll go through those. Um, number one, observation. I think, you know, in the past three years, particularly so many people, not everyone, however, really it allowed them the space, I suppose, to kind of slow down and to relook, I suppose, at their lives and observe how they were behaving, right? The busyness and the craziness mm. of life and all the things. And mm. so- I think for you, you know, you just had the epitome of the, I mean, we weren't all lying in hammocks and sipping coconuts. That does sound <laughs> amazing, I have to say. Um, but, you know, that is the epitome of what many of us were able to do, just even if it was in micro moments, not hours on end, you know, lying in a hammock, but observing and being curious about humanity and and looking at ourselves, looking at our journey, and then fear, because you said you didn't buy into the fear, but many mm. people were very gripped by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I had many people messaging me, calling me, saying I was crazy and that I had an obligation to go back to the UK. And I, I just wouldn't tap into that. It wasn't it wasn't the reality that I wanted to create for myself. And, you know, as you already alluded to today, I create my reality. I create my life. I take full responsibility for that. And I didn't want to create one of fear. I wanted to create one of ease and peace. And so I chose ease and peace. I think that's it's so relevant right now. I just literally got off a coaching call where I was zoomed in as a coach to a, a retreat and I did a talk all about upping your brave. And I think that one of the words you're using is creation. And I talk a lot about what do you want to courageously create in your life? And I think those questions are questions that more and more people are starting to ask, maybe not in that type of language, but starting to go, actually, how do I want to show up and what do I want to be doing? So if people are, you talked about creation. If there are people listening in the audience going, well, I never really thought about that I had the power to create what I wanted. I thought I just, you know, I got my degree and I've got my job and I've got the bills to pay. How do they go about, if there's not even in that mindset of creating, how do they start that journey? It all comes down to taking responsibility, knowing that and believing that you are the creator of your life. Every experience the experience of life that you have right now is a result of the choices that you make. And there is no right or wrong. There just is. But the experience will be a result of the choices that you make. And moving on from that, you, when we make a choice, 
there is right and there is wrong choice. Well, no, I said there is no right, there is no wrong, there just is. But there is right choice and there is wrong choice. And right choice is making the choice that will take you a step closer to the experience of life that you want to have. But then how do you know what experience of life do you want to have? Well, this is called dreaming. Mm. And we need to be able to be connected to ourselves. Dreams exist because it is your soul telling you what is possible for you. Your intuition, your higher self, your soul, whatever name you wish to give to it. They know everything that has been, everything that is, and everything that will be for you. They see the limitless potential that could be the creation of your life. They see it, they feel it, they help bring you into that creation. And when we reconnect back to ourselves, when we learn to hear and feel our intuition and we start to converse with our higher selves and tap into what it is that they are trying to guide us towards, we can actually start to move along that path towards the life of our dreams. Dreams are not given to you because they are impossible. Dreams are given to you because they are an indicator to you of what is possible for you. But then you have to learn how to dream because dreaming is actually one of those things that we are encouraged to not do, that is taken away from us. Like when you're growing up, you're always told to stop daydreaming. Mm-hmm. You're always told to uh, get a reality check or uh, who do you think you're kidding? You know, all of these things, because when we dream big and we start to step into our power and we take responsibility for the experience of our lives, we really do start to become powerful. And there are many, many organizations and people out there that don't want us to own our power. They want us to remain slaves. And they want us to remain in that cycle, in that rat race of just producing and making a salary and then going back in and producing and making a salary to pay the bills, etc. So we have to learn, we have to reconnect back to that dreaming state. But in order to dream, there's a step that is required before that. And that is, we have to become happy. Because when we're happy, we start to increase the amount of the brain chemicals that are needed, the dopamine and serotonin. When we increase the dopamine and serotonin levels in our brains and in our bodies, we then literally start to open up the neural pathways in our brains, which helps us to see more possibility and more potential. If you're not happy, dreaming isn't possible for you, but you just can't see potential. So we get happy, then we have to practice the muscle of dreaming. And we have to practice dreaming bigger. Hmm. I know. I, I love it. And I, I was just trying to scribble down a few amazing notes because so a lot of people, number one, they think like the goal is to be happy. And you and I have discussed this before um, around mm. happiness because it's like, well, the goal is not to be happy 24 seven. So don't put that pressure on yourself. But some people don't even like they want to be happy. So how would they start if they want to dream, but they can't even dream because they're so caught up in all the their to do list and, and obligations and duties and such? How do they, to be happy, They what do they do? Come back and, and just do things that bring them joy. Is that the case? There is so much research out there which suggests 
and and define principles of what you can do to literally increase the amount of happiness that you experience in your life. And you're right, you don't need to be happy 24-7, right? When you think about it, on an hourly basis and a daily basis and a monthly basis, we oscillate up and down into how happy we are, right? But when you work at becoming more happy in life generally, the, the levels or the scores, if you like, of how happy you can be, that increases and then it doesn't go back down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and there's times when I'm, feeling quite dreadful but overall I know my I'm so happy in life but I just have to take the ups and the downs that come with it um but what can they do one of the things that I always talk people with is to write a list of 20 things that l- bring you joy that you love to do and a lot of people will struggle to get to 20 and that's fine that's normal all it does is it indicates to you that You've just disconnected from yourself. You've forgotten who you are or you have merged your boundaries so much with other people's and institutions and society's expectations around who you should be. You've forgotten the very essence of you. You've disconnected from yourself, from your higher self. And this is good because we need to become aware of that. So if you can't list 20 things that you love, my next challenge for you then is to start to write a list of things that you're curious about 20 things that you think you might like all of those things that you wish you'd done but never mm-hmm. have done all of those things that you look at other people doing and you get envious that they do that or the things that you love to do as a child or that you wish you wanted to do as a child but your parents would never let you like, just write a list of things that you would like to try and then you start to do them We have to be willing to be adventurous in our exploration as to who we are, find out who we are. And then by process of elimination, you start to tick off one one by one. Yes, I like that. No, I don't like that. And then you start to add it to your love list. But the key here is we don't just sit on this list, right? What do we do with this list? Well, we have to start implementing it. We have to start bringing these things into our lives on a daily basis. Because when we start to do the things we love, we start to become in love with life. And that's the key. And that's how I got into Muay Thai. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get to that next. I love that so much. So for people listening, whether you're listening to us live or you're listening to us later, I would love to invite you, Carrie and I would love to invite you to make your 20 list. So it's a list of things that bring you joy, make you happy. She also calls it your love list. Write down things like that. 20 mm. things. If you can even get to 10, it would be amazing. But then let yourself percolate maybe over the next day or two and add to the list. But the critical piece, like Carrie said, is taking, I call it empowered action, like actually doing something. So creating uh, or saying yes to opportunities and invitations in your life where you can actually do more of those things. I love it. That's so good. Yeah. And I call them love dates as well. Like take yourself on a love date. If one of your joys in life is sitting in an armchair, reading a book, then when will you do that this week? When will That's you do me. that today? I like sitting in the sun, reading an actual book, not nothing yeah. digital, an actual book <laughs> in my hand. Yeah, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. When will you do that this week for yourself? Or if you can, what's even great is like take yourself out on a love date for a couple of hours. No one, no thing, just you. And do what brings you joy. All right, do it. I love it. So speaking of bringing you joy, Carrie, I know 
I see your photos on Facebook. You guys, if you don't follow Carrie on Facebook and Instagram, you're going to get some good inspiration because sometimes she's like all like spiritual. And then other times you're looking, you're looking feisty. She's a, she's a (laughs) Muay Thai fighter. So can you explain what is Muay Thai? What is that? Muay Thai is the, um, the, the martial art that belongs to the land of Thailand. And it's nicknamed the art of um, the art of eight limbs. And the reason why is with Muay Thai is a martial art where we use two fists, two elbows, two knees and two legs to kick. So it's the deadliest martial art that exists out there. Although in Burma, they do actually also use their foreheads to headbutt. So oh maybe that's, yeah, I know. <laughs> I haven't got there yet. Um, but yes, it's, it's, it's a wonderful, for me, it's a wonderful, gracious and actually feminine orientated martial art. Believe it or not. And for you, it brings you joy. Oh, it it lights up my soul entirely. It's it's my biggest spiritual teacher. That uh, aside from all of the shamanic lessons and lifelong journeys that I'm on at the moment, Muay Thai teaches me more about myself and what blocks me in life than anything else does. So yeah, it's it's the biggest joy I have right now. And so you know, it's, it's a, it's a great analogy around like the get, get in the ring thing. So sometimes, you know, people in life were just like, oh, I would love to do whatever, you know, parasailing one day, but you know, we kind of like, we have these things that we want to do, or we think that would bring me joy, but we're really sitting on the sidelines. Like we're not even in the ring. We're not even, we haven't even looked up the brochure Mm. to find out where we can go paragliding. So Mm. I love that you're literally in the ring doing what you love and scared um, mm. but, but you, I mean, like, it's not easy, but it's something that you feel you want to do. You're not doing it just because you signed up and now you have to fight. Hey, you know what? Some days I don't even want to do it. Like when, when they're wrapping my hands before a fight, I want out. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I am never doing this again. Like there are some serious moments and I talk to many fighters and I'm not the only person that questions my sanity when you know just before a fight and you're about to step in there are many times when I don't want to do it there are many times when I don't want to go to training when I don't want to sweat when I don't want to put myself through that pain sometimes but I have to keep connecting back to why I'm doing it and it's because this Muay Thai this experience this facing the fears and going to the places that I fear the most this is what helps me grow exponentially in myself and when I grow and I share all of my lessons I don't hold back when it comes to um, sharing my life lessons with my audience about my experience through this this um through this experience uh, and I share everything and I become very vulnerable and it really does just push me into places that I didn't think were possible. And and I, I got into Muay Thai because I was sat in a hammock in Copenhagen wondering, who the hell am I? Who am I? I don't even know myself. I couldn't get to the list of 20. Mm. And so I wrote a list of all the things I wanted to do. And Muay Thai was at the top. How can you live in Thailand and not have tried a Muay Thai class? I couldn't even tell you what was on the rest of the list of the 20 because I was hooked from day one. And now I'm a professional Muay Thai fighter training and fighting in Thailand. Um, and it's and I found myself. But yeah, there are times when I I'm so scared I don't I don't even want to go. But as I said, I know what it brings me. And so therefore, and I listen to my higher self, and she tells me constantly, you know it's not about the fighting carry. It's always about the lessons that it brings you and what it enables you to see. And that's why I do it. 
Because for a lot of people, you know, they would think, oh, dream life, like your dream life, you know, would be easy, right? But no, it's sometimes we choose. And I've said this in a previous episode, I think it was the one that we talked about navigating grief and loss, you know, in Mm. life, some challenges choose you, and some challenges you choose. And in this particular case for you, Carrie, you're choosing the challenge of Muay Thai. Like you, even though it's not easy, like you have to be committed, and you have to go to training when you don't feel like it. And it's sweaty and you probably get some bruises, but you've <laughs> chosen it because we're looking past the immediate moment because of all the the things it brings you. And I imagine it does bring you joy. It brings me a huge amount of joy. Yes, it it helps me connect to my body. It helps me connect to the blockages that I'm experiencing. And whenever I feel a physical block, it's a mirror for what energetic block I'm experiencing in life. Uh, it's a very gracious and feminine dance, so it really helps me to bring out the feminine side of myself, which I do struggle with. Everyone would just assume that it's quite masculine. Well, it can be if you go into Muay Thai with the wrong intentions, mm-hmm. but if you go in with the right intentions and the respect that it deserves, it's very feminine. And it teaches me, I, I, I talk about this a lot, I have this tattoo on my arm, which I have translated into Thai, and it is the Chinese proverb that says, stand like mountain, move like water. And it is the epitome and underpins everything that we as human beings, if we were to embrace this, it would help us to navigate the stresses of life much more easier. And in Muay Thai, yes, you need to have that strong foundation. You need to be so solid that no one can push you over. But at the same time, if you do not have the ability to pivot, to become agile, to move and to flow, to let that energy flow, then you will not have any power because power does not come from brute force. Power comes from enabling and allowing the energy to flow, which is the water, but choosing which direction that energy flows in, which is the mountain. And I have had a lot of mountain in my life I have literally moved through my entire life with the brute force of the mountain. Mm. And that's why I didn't get very far until I started to relax, to release the tension and to let the energy flow. And that's what is the saying stand Mm. like mountain. Is that what you said? Stand like mountain. Stand like mountain, move like water. Amazing. Such a good, such a good motto to, to live by. Um, and to come back to when you're like, actually, things feel really hard right now, or things feel stuck, or things feel, it's like, actually, hang on a second, stand like mountain, move like, oh, that's right, I'm not moving like water, okay. Uh, yes, and and all my trainers will be like, you, you, you're too tense, you're too tense, you're too tense, and that's because I've got too much mountain. Mm-hmm. I am too tense. Where do I need to relax? Because if I don't relax, the energy literally can't flow. My body can't flow. And like I said, you know, Muay Thai is a feminine, gracious dance. If you're holding on to tension, it, you're not going to move. You're going to be like this rigid robot. And they all laugh at me because I have too much robot. <laughs> um, so it really does. And then when I look at that and I mirror that into my life, it's like when you try to force things to happen, when you try to come at things literally with brute force rather than just relaxing and observing and flowing, Yes, you can still be the creator because you choose. And this is what intention setting does. You choose where your energy will flow. 
But if there's blockages along the way, you have a choice. You either remove the blockages or you pivot and you change direction. And that's where the flow comes in. And I think that's such a great analogy for right now. At the moment, a lot of people, and I'm finding this, I'd love to know if you're finding this. I've noticed that a lot of people more and more are leaning more into the holistic side of life or the spiritual side of life or a self-understanding. And sometimes they do, they go, actually, I'm stuck, you know, or I don't feel empowered, or this is certainly isn't my dream life. And maybe it is time to, uh, move and, and face the a different direction and um yeah shift. So how do they so if people I'd love people to be thinking about their 20 things by the way I, we would love to hear some of your 20 things if you want to text to 4040 which is 4040 in the text put RCR which is reality check radio and then let us know one or two things on your list your joy list of 20. We can read some of those out in a future episode. But Carrie, so I've noticed people are being becoming more holistic, more spiritual, more self-reflection. What are you noticing around that? Are you seeing the same thing? I know a lot of the work you do with your meditations and your mandala classes. Um, are you finding people more curious about that? Hugely. People just have this urge and this desire to really get to know themselves and to start expressing themselves in a way that feels good people just want to feel happy they want a different experience of life they want to live a life that they create rather than live a life that they thought or someone has told them that they should live the people are becoming so curious about themselves and they want peace they want calm they want happiness. They want joy. They want all of these good emotions. And they come to me because they are so fed up of not feeling those. They are so fed up of the frustration, the boredom, the anger, the apathy, not, not wanting to live the days that they have. And so what we work on is, as I say, connecting back to yourself, finding out who you are creating those happy emotions and a lot of um like when you talk about healing and stuff like this a lot of people will say okay so what needs healing what needs fixing how do we bring your negative into neutral i don't work like that i i am so passionate about um people experiencing a life that they love a life of freedom and authenticity and one that they choose in order to become the creator of your life, you have to stand in your power. Yes. You have to take responsibility. And therefore, what are you standing in your power and taking responsibility for? What do you want to create? So for me, it's not about what needs healing, what needs fixing. For me, it's about what is your dream life? What do you want to create? Okay, now we go on the path of creating that for you. And then along the way, you're going to come up against challenges and blocks. And that's when we work at removing those or dissolving them. But I want you to have that positive anchor. I don't want to take you from negative to neutral. I want to take you from negative or neutral to great and greater. <laughs> and that's why I am so passionate about helping people, not just dream, but to dream bigger. I don't believe you when you tell me that that is your dream life. No, <laughs> no. Dream bigger because there's more that's in there for you. 
And then when they start to challenge their dreams, they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, I have um, clients where they work with me over a number of months. I get them to tell me their dreams at the beginning. And then I get them to reflect upon what it was that they shared with me three months ago at the end. And they're like, yeah, no, I was dreaming what I thought was possible for me in that mm. moment. Yeah. No, we don't do that. Dreaming bigger is going beyond what you think is possible right now with your current circumstances. Dreaming bigger is putting that to the side of not what you think is possible now, but what you actually would love to be possible, but you don't think is possible. That's what we're aiming for. I'm loving it because you guys, I know this is audio, but Carrie and I are on video and she's got these mandalas <laughs> on the wall behind her. She's got these cute little fairy lights and this soft blouse. So you've got this beautiful fusion of being like spiritual and the holistic stuff. And then this Muay Thai coach side of you, right? Where you're like, no, dream mm. bigger. Boom. I love it. It's like you're strapping, you're putting their their tape on their wrists and you're, you're kind of pep talking them through. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think a lot of people do. They kind of just go with what feels safe for what feels doable, um, but allowing people or, you know, challenging them to dream bigger is it's going to shift the the vibration of everybody, right? It does, um, literally because of the way that the quantum physics works. The biggest thing that you can do right now to have an impact on the positive life experience of anybody around you, particularly those that you are in immediate contact with, uh, but also it goes out, you know, to, 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 to the whole of humanity. And Bruce Lipton was talking about this. Yeah. Bruce mentioned quantum fit. That's yeah. right. You're good friend, Bruce. He did. That's right. Uh, he was talking about the ripples in the pond, you know, when, when the, the raindrops fall in the pond, you see the ripples and what, it, what is this? This is the energy given off by the raindrop that's falling in the pond. And all of those ripples will interact with each other. Right. And by this very nature of how energy works within our universe, when you change your energy, when you raise your vibration, you have you, you you naturally will impact the vibration of every single person around you and everyone in the world. And that's why I talk about me wanting to raise the vibration of humanity. So I work with individuals to change their vibration, to raise theirs and to change the experience of their life. And by the very nature of them doing this, they will change everyone else around them. Because no, there's no getting away from it. And this is how we raise the vibration of humanity. You just work on yourself. You don't need to worry about anybody else. That will happen. And this is the responsibility that I ask people to take. Take responsibility for the experience of life that you are having. Make the choices that take you a step closer towards the experience of life that you want to have. And sometimes that takes courage. And that's why I'm here to support that journey. It's so true. And it's such a good reminder as well, because there'll, there'll be people and I'm one of them, you know, we love to help all the people and all the things. And I've always wanted to change the world since high school. And it's like, yeah, but keep coming back to yourself. It's like, okay, <laughs> it's a good reminder. Yeah, it is. And I, what I do, you know, you, you talk about um, me making spirituality simple. And I really do, because this might seem quite overwhelming for many people. It might seem like a lot. Yeah, but Carrie, you don't understand my circumstances. Yeah, but it's all right for you. You live in Thailand, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, my life is, is in a, a result of the choices that I have made in my life. So how can we get you to make the choices that are right for you? 
And this is why I, um, you know, I start small with people and I make spirituality simple. They can choose the tools and the techniques that are right for them and apply those so that they can start to gain the small changes. And then they start to see more possibility. One thing, and I'd love to give people a few more little practical things to do. One thing when you and I first met, I remember you talked about, I love this phrase, happiness on purpose. And so it's like intentional happiness, which is part of that 20 list. But you also talked about, I think it might have been the phrase environmental positivity. Is that the right term? Uh, yeah, environmental positivity. So what this means is um, you, you you are a product of your environment. Right? Everything is energy. Again, my friend Bruce talks about that. <laughs> my friend Bruce too. <laughs> yeah, everything is energy. Uh, and so you can literally affect your vibration by bringing positivity into your environment, into your internal environment and into your external environment. Things that you drink, things that you eat, uh, the music that you listen to, conversations that you choose to engage in, that's all about choosing positive environmental factors that come into you. Even the clothes that you wear. Do you really like that top that you've got on today? Yes. Or are you just wearing it because nothing else is clean? You know? Um, choose clothes that you enjoy. But then you can go even further, like look at the room that you're currently sat in. Does it bring you joy? Is it clean? Is it tidy? Do you have nice possessions in it? Do you have nature in your room? Do you have pictures that you are enjoying looking at? Do you have mandalas on the wall? Because we all know I work for mandalas. You know, are you happy with your environment? Because everything in that room will be emitting a resonance, a vibration, and that will impact how you vibrate. So when I talk about environmental positivity, what I talk about, what I mean is choose, purposely choose things that bring you joy, that make you feel good, because you are resonating with the vibration of that thing. You literally feel good because those things make you feel good. Okay, so some fun homework for our listeners is even now, if you're at home, maybe you're in your car, but look around the room and anything that stands out to you that makes you feel less than you know it makes you feel frustrated or makes you feel like you might have a picture frame and it's all broken and it's like you know is that how you want to live your life with a broken picture frame or you've got a mug on your desk and it's got a chip in it and a crack it's like really is that is that the quality of is that the standard you've got so sometimes it's time to lovingly let go of things that don't serve you or they're not they're not in the energy or the vibration of what you're all about so i think that's so important i love that term environmental positivity and Carrie, is that also around getting outside in nature, grounding and things like that? Yeah, I could sit here and talk for another three days about the positive impact that nature has on your psychology and your biology, right? <laughs> but nature is one of the key things that will help you to reconnect back to yourself and to feel good, to increase those positivity vibes. So getting out into nature 10 minutes a day if you can and it might be a park it might be your garden it might be just pottering with the window box that you have on your balcony I don't know your circumstances and if you can't go out into nature then bring nature into you put a lovely beautiful screensaver on your computer have some pot plants um, put some nature scenes in on pictures on the wall just bring nature to you because we have evolved to naturally feel at peace, feel at calm, feel more creative, more resilient when we are surrounded by nature. 
when we are in nature, this is the only place where we engage all five senses and therefore the only place that we really feel fully alive. So nature is a very quick way to increase those happiness vibes. I do um, every morning I put balance oil or cedar wood or something on the soles of my feet, which is grounding. So I bring Mm. the nature in with oils, but I also daily spend time outside. And sometimes I'll say to my kids, hey, can you please just sit in the swing chair? We have this beautiful egg swim swing chair, sit in the sun, you know, and maybe read or just sit there. Like I try to get them outside vitamin D, but also just in nature, um, you know, me, me walking my dog, that's like my happy place in the nature so yeah, everybody just l- taking that a little bit of guidance from Carrie on board, thinking about your own environment kind of on a weekly basis is how can you have more environmental positivity, whether that be getting rid of a broken mug or spending more time in nature. Um, and obviously also includes, you know, people, friendships, people that you're around that, yeah, that light you yeah. up and make you feel positive. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie. That's that's so helpful. You guys, if you missed our episode, we did one at the very beginning of um, the series or of the season for RCR on how to stay positive in turbulent times. You can check that out. We talk a little bit more about the environmental side of things. Um, Carrie, I've got a few other questions for you. But in the in the meantime, I'd love to ask you about upping your brave. I know you do the Muay Thai, but um, one thing that you've done, experienced or achieved in the past mm-hmm. year where you truly mm-hmm. upped your brave what would that be well it's definitely Muay Thai related (laughs) um for the listeners that don't know me I did my first Muay Thai class at the age of 40 uh I had my first Muay Thai fight at the age of so everyone she said 40 not 14 40 yes four zero yeah I had my first Muay Thai fight at the age of 41 and I won my first Muay Thai belt championship belt at the age of 42 which was uh, just a few months ago and for me to continuously challenge the society expectations that I'm too old to do this and to face all of my fears and go to the places that I fear the most on a very regular basis, particularly every time I step into that ring, I'm facing all of the judgment. I'm facing all of my self-judgment. I'm facing all of the limiting beliefs that have ever been ingrained into me, the shame, um, the embarrassment, the failure, the unworthiness, the doubt. I face this every single time I step into that ring. But to do it to a point where I actually won a belt, that's owning my power. And that is really facing my fears and upping my brave. And I will continue to train and I will continue to fight until the day it doesn't feel right. Mm. And that's the key. And I love that you added that in because so often in life, we as, you know, people, we tend to kind of just do what we've always done or we got the, you know, I got the degree and like, I've got a master's of environmental education, but I'm not like, oh, well, I must have a job. And and like, I'm no, I just, I do what lights me up. But I think so often people fall into, well, you know, this is what I said I do, or this is what I've always done. And that's the path they're on. So I love that you said until it no longer, what lights you up or? Until it no longer feels right. And this is the thing, follow the feeling. So people will be thinking about how do I know what I love or how do I know what to do? Or how do I, everything is connected to a feeling. If that mug with the chip on doesn't feel good for you, makes you feel a little bit less, then get rid of the mug. If that job doesn't light you up on a day-to-day basis, consider making a career move. 
if that person makes you feel like crap every time you talk to them, don't put yourself next to them anymore. Don't have conversations with them. Follow the feelings. And this is what will take you to a life of joy. You know, here I am. I, like I said, I'm 42. I live at the Muay Thai school in the city of Chiang Mai. That's why I've got a croaky voice right now because um, it's, not, it's very polluted here right now. Um, but I live on site in Chiang Mai at the Muay Thai school. It's literally like a university dormitory, right? <laughs> We've all got our own rooms. But here I am mixing with all of these people that are transient. They're coming in for one month, three months. And some of them might be here for six months, a year or whatever. Some maybe just a couple of days. And they look at me in awe saying, oh, my God, you, look at you. Look at the life that you're living. And it's, yeah, because I follow the feeling because this lights me up. And then they, when they come to leave, they're like, oh, I've got to go back to my job or oh, I've got to do this. I wish I could do what you do. You can. It's all about choice. Follow the feelings. I would love to know what some of our listeners are visualizing. If you visualize, you know, what, how would you, what would you love to, as I say, courageously create in your life? What is your dream bigger life that Carrie's talking about? And just allow yourself, you guys. And I do the movie in your mind, you know, where I try to see the scene and it's it's kind of, it's a movie, so it's moving. And mm. um, what does that look like? It's like, who are you surrounded by? What are you up to? What are you doing? What are you, how are you feeling? What are you not doing? Um, and I think so often we don't allow ourselves to even dream, let alone. So don't fall into the how. Here's the key. Don't fall into the how just yet. Like, but how do I make that work? Or how how is that even possible? Don't worry about that. Allow oh, yourself gosh, to no. If you think about the how, you'll never do it. I mean, one of the things that I, I, I facilitate uh, every every month, I facilitate a new moon workshop where I use certain energies to help connect you to your higher self, that you have a direct communication line with them. And it's all about them showing you what is possible for you and them showing you what your dreams are. Because remember, I said to you, dreams are not giving to you because they're impossible. They're giving to you because it's your soul saying, this is what you can achieve if you want to. Um, and so we do this every month and it helps you to see what is possible. It helps you to connect to what your dreams are for you. Well, that leads me really nicely <laughs> to my next question, which is, I'd love to know, I'm going to come back to the bucket list, but I just, mm. well, I'd love to know what is coming up for you in the next, you know, month or so in terms of your, um, and how can people contact you or follow you if they want more help in that area? They can absolutely follow me on Instagram at brightwellbeing. Uh, and they can also email me, carry at brightwellbeing. I forgot my email address.co.uk. Uh, and my website is brightwellbeing.co.uk. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but I'm more interactive on Instagram. Are you I'm on honest. TikTok as well? I was on TikTok, but there's a challenge because here in Thailand, um, with the whole uh, uh, the global thing, it doesn't let me really get my videos out beyond Thailand. So okay. I haven't really done too much with that. I am on YouTube, though. Again, quite well being on YouTube. Um, so you, you can follow me there. You can contact me there. And what have I got coming up? I've got my array of workshops. I do. I facilitate a free art that heals workshop every month, which is about how to learn how to meditate with mandalas. And I talk to you then I teach you all about the frequencies and the vibrational um, positivity that is held within the sacred geometry within a mandala and how you can heal your mind and your body um, by working with mandalas. And can you just explain what is a mandala for those that don't know? 
A mandala, very quickly, is a visual representation of what energy looks like. So if you could see the electromagnetism that is surrounding you, it would look like a mandala. But when we draw mandalas, uh, it, it looks like, um, yeah, just a, you know, a pretty mandala shape, like an, an um, I was going to say an ice cube. That's not correct. Like a snowflake. snowflake. Yeah, yeah, a snowflake. That, that's a, an example of a mandala. Um, so I teach that every month and that's for free and people can find that on Eventbrite. Um, and I also have my new moon and full moon uh, workshops coming up, as I say, where I connect you to your higher self. And we focus on the new moon, bringing in what it is that you want to create and then noticing what is blocking you. And then in the full moon, we work at releasing and letting go of those blocks so that you can propel further on that path towards the dreams that you are wanting to create. Well, speaking, speaking of dreams yeah. that you want to create, let's talk about your bucket list. So you guys, if you don't know, yeah. I have a segment on my show, which is called Bucket List Busters, where we help you to achieve things on your bucket list. So if you've got something on your bucket list, send us one or two of the things. You can text that into 4040. Remember to mention RCR and then let us know what's on your list. And we'll see if we can help you to make that happen through community connections and courage. So Carrie, what have you got on your list? I have two. Number one is I want to create my Dreaming Bigger coaching program mm. um, where it's going to be a three-month program where I help people go through the process of increasing happiness, dreaming, and then dreaming bigger and actually taking the bold and brave action that is required in order to create those dreams. So there's that. But then there's also, this is how you and I connected, Natalie, my very, very biggest dream right now is to run and hold a retreat in New Zealand um, because again just like our friend Bruce when I came to New Zealand there is something magical about the energy that is held there within the land I feel that very strongly on a spiritual level um, and so to enable other people to grow and expand again in that environment and um, to me is very precious so I do want to come to New Zealand towards the end of the year and to facilitate a retreat for people helping them to connect to themselves understanding who they are expanding themselves and then starting to walk the talk of living a life they love so that's my dream I love that dream and I know you're right when you and I met a year and a half ago you were like I want to come to New Zealand and I want to meet more Kiwis and I was like I'm the go-to girl I know everybody yeah I love it yeah exactly so that's cool so to our audience if you can help Carrie with either of those things and specifically the last one so if you know a beautiful retreat location um, or if you run retreats and you want to tell her if you like, here are some tips for running retreats. Here's what works. Here's what doesn't anything like that. That's going to help her bring that into fruition. You're very good at dreaming big Carrie. And I'm sure you will, um, that will happen when it's meant to with divine timing. It will. And I'll take my own medicine. I'll do my own dreaming bigger coaching program. And I will create the retreats alongside those that join me on the dreaming bigger program. And so if I was to ask anyone, how could they help me? It would be follow me on socials, join my mailing list, keep watching um, and encourage me as well to create these dreams. And my other dream is I want to go and fight in Bangkok. So <laughs> all right. That's also on your bucket list. OK, well, we'll see if we can help you out with that, too. Um, that's so amazing. Hey, before we wrap things up, is there anything else you want to add or share with our audience? I've already said follow the feeling, um, but one of the other things that I live by is that you have everything inside of you right now to be now what it is that you wish to become and so that you can be now what it is that you 
already are. And when you go on a journey, all you're doing is bringing out what's inside and what already exists. So trust yourself and spend time with yourself. Go inside of yourself to really tap into what that is so that you can change the experience of your life, the one that you love. Woo! I love that. I'm going to write all that down. Thank you so much, Carrie, for being here with us today. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Really, thanks for having me. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carrie. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Carrie. We'll see you next time. Bye. Take care. There you have it. Carrie Brightwell with so much wisdom to share with us. I love her vibe. She's so lovely and she's so fun. Um, and she's bringing us the spirituality, but she also is like quite straight up and, and she's got that kind of fierce fighter side as well, which I love the combination. So again, with, with Carrie's bucket list, if anyone has any connections for her to come and do a retreat in New Zealand, um, definitely get in touch with her. You can contact Carrie brightwellbeing.co.uk. She is also on Instagram. She does lots of reels and lives, and you can go and follow her there as well, Bright Wellbeing. So one takeaway that I would love to invite you guys to do is to think about that list of 20, 20 things that bring you joy. If maybe now, even today, you can write down, you know, five things that bring you joy. And then, of course, looking to um, not so much navigate your life, but just bring those things into your weekly or daily life, some of those things. And as a result, that will raise your vibration. That will raise the amount of happiness and joy. And therefore, uh, coming back to what we talked about at the start of the show today, which is around like just having more love in the world and less division. So if we're doing more things that bring us joy, well, guess what that's going to do? As Bruce would say, ripple effect. It would have a lot of the ripple effect. Um, also thinking about something else that Carrie was talking about, which is how can you become the creator of your own dream life? And what would a dream life look like to you? I think so easily, it's so easy for us to get caught up in the the to-do list of life or the the things we need to, you know, quote unquote, need to do that we almost don't allow ourselves to dream or dream bigger. Um, and that's really what Carrie's inspiring us to do today is to dream bigger and to really start to move towards our dream life. And she's a great shining example of that. So there you go. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on RCR Reality Check Radio.